0: Ladies and gentlemen, people of the world, wherever you are, today's a very exciting day. Um we've we've talked about him on the show a handful of times. I would consider him part of the lore of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise at home in your car wherever, but we'll only care at top. Oh, hello everybody. Hi. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I like that you know if
1: you've mentioned me before. Was it all good? Wasn't it, it, it half was. of your worries you, right? Like,
0: yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Oh, we talk about it
1: all the time. It
0: was. But I will say some people's entry point to you was your wardrobe malfunction on TikTok. Do you remember this? Oh, God. No.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> was it like my wiener? Yes. Yeah, yeah it's like bouncing around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's a good introduction. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, a bad introduction. <laughs> now they know you Yeah, with. I can add work. I mean, right. It's kind of hard to tune away now. I mean, yeah. You, you can capture them at that
0: moment. <laughs> they have to buy a ticket. Yeah. And
1: I'm an idiot. I don't even know. I'm just, I'm I'm going to dance around my house and like my friend said, Did you see what you posted? And I'm like, What? And like your dick is like, and like, <laughs> then I went back and looked. I'm like, Oh man, that, it is. Wow.
0: <laughs> Oh, I respect you for just looking at that and then carrying on. Yeah, I
1: just yeah, I I just thought yeah, why not? You know? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, hell yeah, man! Thank God I have a
1: big one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thank God. Because
1: right then it'd be like oh you see him bounce around the channel. Yeah. It's like this little "Mm, no. Yeah. Yeah. So how many times you watch it a day? Um, I mean.
0: This episode ad-free and an extra bonus episode. You can find that right now on our website. <laughs> Holy fuck, Jamie! Can we get a
1: clip of that? Deer hit and get hit by that car? Mislived, the flying stoppers may soon be solved If
0: you've ever smoked weed at literal woodstock, you're not a stoner. Goodbye. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found is now in the possession of the army. Oh, I'm
1: gay as fuck. <laughs> I'm to get my arse. Again. The so-called flying stuff. Look at all
0: these fucking chickens. Malone Brown, you hear this whole... No. Malone Brown dick in your mouth. <laughs> no! 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 Please look at all the signs. Fashion your seatbelt. And get ready for debate. base. I actually have a super. (laughs) This is very random because two things. One, my mom would always reference your movie, uh, Chairman of the Board. Okay. Um, But she'd always do the B O R E D, and she would use that to roast my dad. So if my dad was telling a boring story, (laughs) she'd just call it out. Yeah. Yeah, Chairman of the Board. Yeah, she'd go, Chairman of the Board. Yeah. And she'd laugh at him.
1: Yeah, we did that We did that on the set, I think. I mean, yeah. we were kind of uh, privy to it. I mean, yeah. you know, first day I think we said chairman of the board as in board, not board, you know. Yeah. Cuz uh, you know, filming a movie for 2 months. Yeah. <laughs> but uh it was fun a fun experience and of course, you know, you're ready to get all the crap, you know, because you're hair top and you're filmed. so it wasn't yeah. like I wasn't was shocked they were going to
0: rip me apart. So. Yeah. When did you make that film? How many years ago now? God, I don't even remember. 90s, yeah. something. Something. 90. Yeah, it was a minute ago. Yeah. Do you remember how old you were when you made it? And, uh, ah, 20, something, 20 late something. 20s. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I, I I didn't know
1: what I was doing. I had no clue. Like, yeah. Literally. I even told them that. Yeah. That I didn't. And they're like, okay, so, you know, ready, set, and I'm like, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. And they're like, yeah, you're good. And action. I'm like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. And they just, they just, you know. Yeah. Well, and it turned out okay because we, you know, the more we got into it, the more you took, you know, because I do stand-up. So stand-up is way different than movies mm-hmm. in every aspect of it. And, uh, you know, Larry Miller was a brilliant comic that he was on, the, one of the cast members. And he, he took me aside one day. We were watching the dailies. And he says, you want to see, can I give you a little tip? And I said, please give me anything. And he brought me in and he said, you see how you're, when you're doing this, let me show you this scene we did today. So he did something with his, his, um eyebrow just he just by moving his eyebrow got the got the laugh it was the punchline just yeah. by watching that little one move as opposed to me you know jumping around and trying to, but but then again there was always props and so i'm i was part of it i had to be kind of bigger than life yeah. silly because i'm jumping around with big props and surfboards and all this stuff yeah. but uh, the actual scenes where you had to be serious he learned i learned a lot like this scene with jack warden i mean it was a cool it was kind of a cool
0: scene yeah yeah i mean for all the um you know, whatever shit people used to give you, you, you did a lot of crazy. Yes, things, yes, man. yes. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was, it's awesome. Actually, the the scene where the woman flushes the toilet. Yes. So it's funny because my cousins, they show like they showed me this movie. I think I was maybe like six or seven. We were all about the same age, and they like they love the movie. They're like, "We got to watch Chairman of the Board." So we watched Chairman of the Board, and they that scene for some reason was like stamped in my mind. Right. And I'm not exaggerating for the rest of my life, I've always had oh, God. this thought that while I'm taking a shower, someone's going to storm the bathroom and flush the toilet uh, and turn the right. water cold. Yeah. So in a weird way, that's the impact. Oh, good. Oh, good. My life is this permanent fear in the shower,
1: dude. Yeah. It was yeah. Well, it's fun movie making. I mean, yeah. you know, I go back and look, I actually got some of it running now. You see the little props that came out, but then it was, it was, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. So you've been in the game a long time. Yeah, yeah. Is it over thirty years at this point? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um 39?
1: 39.
0: Oh my God, I'm yeah. coming
1: up on forty. That's coming incredible. Up in man. Forty. Yeah. Next year will be forty years. Now. Yeah, forty years. Do you remember? <laughs> um, I'm the veteran now.
0: Yeah, I'm the veteran old guy. Which is cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess. Well, it is. It is. I guess when you think about it, when you when you're not, it is it's cool to be the young kid that wants to ask. The old guy, yeah. now I'm the old guy that young people, you know, young kids <laughs> want to say, what's your take on this? And so it's fun to be, it's fun to be the diverse roles. Yeah. I still feel like a child. Yeah.
0: But I've, yeah, done weather, done it. Do you remember, like, just for the people listening that aren't familiar, like, with your entire career, do you remember, like, one of your first performances ever? Like, could you oh, retell yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. It was at the Ratskeller in the, uh, in the college, um like library, they had this little room off the side, and I said, you know, they had to they had serve beer at night, and, uh, and there was a little stage, and I said, you know, is it cool if I go up there and do, uh, you know, comedy? And they said, great, do you know how to do I said, I don't know how to do it, but, you know, if you mind doing it. So I just went up there and just started telling jokes. Yeah, I mean, like George Carlin jokes and, yeah. and Richard Pryor jokes, and, you know, jokes that had been set before, not my stuff. Yeah, And it was just the, the comfort of doing it and, and people laughing that I... I said, I really like this. And then uh, a couple more times came by and they said, they would ask me actually, hey, do you want to, on Wednesdays, you want to make that like comedy night? So I said, sure. So every Wednesday I would have comedy. And then it started becoming a little more popular and all the the kids would come and drink beers and I'd put on a little show. And then it would start to slowly progress into um, my own material after doing all those jokes. And so I started thinking of uh, a way to, to come up my own joke so my first prop was a uh a neighborhood crime watch sign okay and um i had stolen it and it was on my dorm so i i just ripped it off my dorm. i walked in i said sorry i'm late i was in the neighborhood and i held up the sign <laughs> and i said how good is our crime watch if and i'm watching the signs right. <laughs> and everybody laughed at me, and it was like well it's clever and funny and you know yeah, it's kind of raw you stole the sign so there's a lot of elements that made it funny yeah And it was smart, you know, it's like smart, like, how good is our crime watch? And so um, then I started thinking, I need to have more signs, maybe, like, think of the... So I went through the city of Boca, and I literally said, that's a funny sign, too, because it was about a train horn. It said, no train horn between these hours. And I'm like, that's the hours you need the train horn, because you can't see the train, you need to hear it. (laughs) And so I pulled that one down, and then I took... there, There was a main... The main road that went through Boca Raton was called Butts Road. Yeah. So I said, you got to get that one. And just this is where all the assholes live. Yeah. So nice. it was just starting to become a little, um, a sign bit, you know, yeah. and I had all these, and like, 15 different signs, to slow children at play. Yeah. If you looked at the sign, to this day, they have a stick figure with no feet. I said, right. no wonder they're slow, they don't have any feet. <laughs> right, right, so right. it was all stuff people had seen, you know. They're like, oh, that's funny, I see that sign every day, I never put those two and two together. Yeah. So it's kind of coming up with the things that were... Um, And people that influenced me in comedy were like people that wrote like George Carlin would kind of come up with that or or Gallagher, like a a, a gag where we'd see, but was also clever. Like you can make yourself, not like, not like just holding up this coffee cup. It would have to be something that would be, you know, the cup would have to do something.
0: Was it, you know, I mean, I'm sure that was a pretty crazy moment to be acknowledged by Carlin. Cause oh, yeah. didn't you know? Like, if you're saying in college, you say his material is like, right? You know, right? Just to give it a shot, and then you eventually, you know, his name comes out of his his face. I mean, that must have been insane for
1: you. I show it in my show every night. I do a thing about been uh, influenced in, in my life, and it was a tradition. My friends would always sit on a couch just like this, yeah, and we'd watch the HBO special every time it aired, yeah, and so. My buddies would i sit down and we'd hit play and we'd watch the George Carlin special. And then, sure enough, we're just watching it and he says, "You know, who packed your bags?" And he says, "You didn't pack your bags." He says, "No carrot top packed my bags." And I'm sitting on my couch with my friends like, "What the? Right? <laughs> the only one with a boner, you know?" <laughs> so I'm like, "Sorry, fellas, I had no idea." I was big say boner. That. Let's that make that, big, that clear. Well, back huge back boner. Then, that's right. Everyone's knows about it now, so I can't lie. What? Yeah. It was everywhere. Yeah. Was, um, <laughs> so. So that was, it's still, when I still watch it, when I watch it nightly, it's still, it's still exciting because it's like George Carlin, you know, saying your name. You yeah. When you first get into the business, you know, you, yeah. you're watching him and thinking about people like that that are mentors, and you get yeah. to, he says your name. It's, yeah, it's a cool moment because, yeah. and everyone, you know, would lie if they said they didn't get excited that yeah. their mentor mentioned their name. So,
0: hey guys, we want to take a quick break to thank a sponsor of today's episode, Huggy's Little Movers. Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and their tushies do too. Huggies' best-fitting diaper is their little movers with its curved and stretchy fit. Parents know that there's nothing worse than an ill-fitting diaper, especially for your active babies. Cody, who is not here because he is on paternity leave, loves Huggies because he can finally wear something that his tiny little tush can fit in and poop in. Um, He also shares them with his own child. Huggies Little Movers are curved, so babies feel comfy no matter how much they're moving around. And we all know they're moving around a lot. They also offer up to 12 hour protection against leaks, which is a game changer. Get your baby into Huggies' best fitting diaper, Huggies Little Movers. Huggies says, We got you, baby. So you're in Florida, you're working signs, you're coming over the material. <laughs> and at the time, what are you studying? Marketing,
1: marketing. You got a degree in marketing, and then went into comedy, which is the normal thing, right? Yeah, yeah, But um, yeah, I finished my marketing degree, mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, pursued the comedy thing, and then I got out of it because I couldn't get gig, you know enough gigs together. So I started shucking oysters and doing, uh, you know, guessing people's weight at the fair and just <laughs> just gigs. And then one day, um, which I find to be really kind of cool, a story where I was. I was shucking oysters and this this couple came in, these two couples and they, and I was doing my new, my normal, you know, I would have the jukebox on, it's old I am, it was a jukebox. Yeah. Plays music, plays music. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I would dance around the bar, you know, like Mick Jagger and Steven Tyler, cause the music was on while I'm shucking the oysters and just kind of making people laugh. And uh, this couple just like staring at me they're like, God, you look just like this, this comedian. You must have a twin. I kept hearing him say, I said, you know, God forbid I have a twin. And they said, no, there's a guy, I swear to God, you have a twin. And he's he lives in, he does, what did you go by, Carrot Top? And, and uh, the guy's like, yeah, Carrot Top or something. This guy's like, awesome. We just saw him in Tampa. And I'm thinking, oh, well, really? And they go, man, you look just like him. I mean, it's weird, like the mannerisms and the everything. And I said, yeah, never, I'm, I'll look him up. And then... Then I went and tried to pursue it again. Oh. If those people had kind of come in and said that, I probably would never. Have tried wow. again. So they came in and they they had seen me and said there was great. So yeah, something, something there. That's crazy. so I went back and tried to to get some gigs together. And then I then of course I didn't stop and went
0: back for yeah till now. Now, am I, did, is Wikipedia lying to me or, like, your parents were NASA?
1: My my father was. Your, yeah. your dad worked for NASA. My father worked at yeah. NASA, yeah. That's um. why when you hear it, Houston, we have a problem. You hear it, Larry, right after that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they're referring to your dad. Yes. Yeah, I <laughs> uh, yeah, worked at NASA and I uh, trained astronauts. You know, I didn't even think... Anything of it when you're a kid, you just yeah. think your dad's a nerd and he's gonna to go to work, of course. And um, you know, he said, You want to go to a, you know, a launch? I'm like, no I don't want to go to a launch, I'm gonna watch <laughs> Brady Bunch. Yeah. So he'd he drag me down to the space center and you know, watch launches all the time. And yeah. one in particular was, I think, I was four, 13. And my dad says, We're going to this launch. I was like, Oh man, so I go down there, I'm mean, you're gonna meet Bob Crippen and John Young. I mean, these are the, these are going up in the space shuttle, it was a big deal. And so I said, oh, you know, I don't care. And uh, there's, it was, there's, they had two tents and they had a tent for like, like hot dogs and Cokes and sodas and whatnot. And yeah. They had a, a beer tent. So my dad says, what do you want, what do you want? I said, I don't know, just a Coke and a hot dog. And my dad says, looked at the line, a beer line was so long and the Coke line was three times his line. So my dad says, you're you're drinking a fucking beer. <laughs> and, I, and I swear to God, so I was like, I am? He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, He's, don't tell your mom, but I'm not waiting that fucking Coke beer wow. line. You're going to get a beer. You're going to drink it. It's fine. So... I remember he gave me the beer, and I remember watching the launch, and I think I think I saw three launches. You know, yeah, but, yeah. Because I was so loopy. Yeah. And uh, I dad kept, you know, are you okay? I was like, no, I don't like this stuff. It's not very good. <laughs> and I get home, and I, my mom's like, how was the launch? I'm like, I think it was great. I got drunk. And my dad's like, what did you didn't get drunk. Now I threw my dad on the bus. You're not supposed to tell your mom you had beer. Wow. Well, uh, so, yeah. so yeah, that's my first beer at a, at a launch at NASA. I <laughs> uh, did. That's yeah. one of one. Yeah, yeah. Pretty really incredible. But it was uh, it was a cool you know growing up with uh, my dad working at uh, you. Know, and I think that's where I probably maybe probably got some of my creative uh, you know side of me from my father being an engineer and being creative and he has to make you know all this he he made things at NASA that were like instrumental to that still works today. The the clamps that hold the 747 onto the shuttle, yeah. so they could transport it from California to. Oh, he made cool. the little clamp to hold it that released it too. So yeah, it, it was amazing. I remember him stressing over that one yeah. day at work at home. I said, "What are you making? I got to make this goddamn clamp, or this it's got to be you know heavy enough and holding it to the shuttle, and it's got to release off the, sh- the shuttle off the 747." I'm like, "I'm just making spaghetti. If you want to come help me, <laughs> you know, I'm making some noodles."
0: that's awesome
1: man so you grow up with
0: a space engineer yeah and then and
1: my mom was the the fun one she had a tennis shop and so i played tennis and she had the more free spirit and and uh so it was fun
0: yeah so then fast forward again to the oyster shucking couple yeah so they give you the spark you get back in it yeah um was it like you're obviously you're performing. You're I'm assuming you're touring. Was it like a TV spot that really kind of blew everything up or did it kind of. Yeah.
1: yeah well, I mean, I had a weird I have an interesting uh, kind of study story with my my career because a lot of people get like a show and then are like a, and they, you know, become, you know, that way. I always did it. Um, they call it grassroots, in a sense. Where there's a lot of bands that do this. They just they're touring bands, and they're grassroots marketing, and it's they they just hit the country worldwide, and they and they they didn't particularly do a TV show or even have a, show, a hit on the radio, but they're popular. So I was kind of in the sense part that part not. I was hitting so many college campuses and doing all these colleges. I'd do like two a day. Yeah. That two a day, I, yeah, two a Jeez. day. One in the morning at their cafeteria, and then one at their their evening at their night at their like arena. Wow! And then the next morning I go to the next college. I'm like Notre Dame and you know, UCLA and Ohio State. New name the guy. every college I probably hit twice. So I had this kind of this kind of um, cult following in in a sense with the, the college. Peep kids and I mean I, we'd go to towns to their college. It would be like jam packed. And then the then I would get a call and say, Hey, you want to do Regis and Kathy Lee, um, or the Tonight Show? So I would I would go on Regis and Kathy Lee, which is like ninety yeah. year old ladies. Yeah. <laughs> and I would do my show, and then they loved it. And then the people college kids would be like, Well, we saw him at our college. And then I'd do the Tonight Show, and that'd be more m- like middle America. Yeah. So I was kind of hitting, and then I had a show on the Cartoon Network. So I had I was kind of hitting every demographic almost at the same time where, yeah. where people are like, oh, I saw him in my college. Oh, I saw him on The Tonight Show. Oh, I saw him on an AT&T commercial. Um, so it, it's beca- it became just kind of, it, it was kind of everywhere.
0: Yeah, it, so it was, you, was, I, one
1: particular show, I think, really made me uh, go. It was, just, it was all the combination of all those shows yeah. happening at the same time. It was just
0: that, uh, just that momentum that you were building. Right, it wasn't a particular sitcom or a yeah. show that I, you know.
1: I mean, doing, doing The Tonight Shows and all those other shows were very, helpful because they're, they're late night shows and back then they had a lot of rate you know, big ratings.
0: Yeah. I would argue that's essentially what people are doing the same thing now. It's just like, you know, the internet exposes you to a lot of young people. Sure. And, sure. And absolutely. Kind of absolutely. It's funny. Cause I was, you know, just, you know, watching some interviews you had done and uh, I pull up two comments that I thought were funny and, and some were cool, but this one you know, this guy came to my college campus back in 1994 and was the funniest comic I've ever seen. He blew everyone away. And when I would go through the comments, uh, this was a, this was a rogue that Rogan clip, but that like there's 4,000 comments there. And a lot of them are recounting like you coming to their college. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I thought it was pretty like, amazing how many people remembered you and they had very like detailed stories like oh i was here and oh wow yeah that's yeah cool. and it's so- usually because they're all
1: plastered drunk i don't know if they remember that's good. yeah yeah i don't remember anything
0: um <laughs> uh, this yeah. one i thought was kind of interesting i'm on my fifth carrot Top video and i'm starting to really like this guy so it took five videos oh granted. it took five okay. yeah, yeah it took five <laughs> it's all right yeah. take your time <laughs> yeah <laughs> he really got the shit of it his whole career and he's still in there if there's ever going to be an advocate for bull uh, for bully for victims of bullying, it will be carrot top. Yeah. Okay. This is the part I thought was super interesting. If he was ever put into war, he'd be the guy you want in your platoon. <laughs> he would have many skills to think of ways to fool the enemy. And he'd be so loyal to those who had his back. All right. <laughs> I thought those a roundabout way of just trying to pay they, you they a compliment. Feel, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess to
1: think that I would have some some maneuver some way with some prop or something yeah. to protect us and go at the enemy yeah yeah well, hopefully that would happen yeah After I was five was in combat videos. i would be Yeah. after yeah. five years of him trying to love me yeah see i would probably protect you if you liked me the first time around yeah, yeah. but since it took five times yeah yeah. yeah yeah you're not in my platoon
0: yeah i guess five battles then it would take yeah 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 for you to be on his uh you know his favorite list but yeah man i You know, I thought it was interesting how you kind of called out in your career, you know, when people would give you flack or whatever, you know, you would finish doing a big show and then you'd see someone giving you shit and you'd like wrestling with that juxtaposition. I think I would say a lot of people, um, I think in entertainment now, I I don't know, maybe you feel differently, but when I hear you speak about these things, I almost feel that you were charting a lot of waters that I think people experience now where when someone gets... Kind of well known on the internet, not for a huge dong, but maybe for something else. You know, they uh, they <laughs> they get this weird like imposter syndrome. And I'll talk to people, and they'll you know they'll be like, "Oh, I you know I put something out, and a lot of people like it, but I see people making fun of it. Or I see right. people you know you know in disagreement with it." Um, I guess like as a young guy going through that, did you uh, what were those moments like where you kind of had to block that out and keep doing your thing?
1: Yeah, that's exactly kind of what I did. Yes. I um I would do I would just I would like go back as something as silly as consider the source, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I remember yeah, I remember you saying that. I, but I would just think, "Wait a minute. I was talking to George Carlin yesterday mm-hmm. and he was telling me how funny I am." And then I got this yahoo on some and yeah, some, yeah. some some internet site saying that i'm a piece of junk and worthless and a hack and whatever yeah and uh not funny and and just whatever and i'd say oh i i did I, you had to wait to find to block that out and just go think of the, the george carlin and, yeah and that's kind of what you did you know yeah thank god i had so many positive people um uh over the negative because you know what that's usually another thing too like yeah i mean I've got a lot of love. I mean, that's why I'm still yeah. doing this so long yeah. and we have the show and we're still jamming out the show. So it's like, if, if no one was coming to shows anymore and it was not getting, then I would start thinking, Oh, maybe, maybe they're right. Yeah. Huh? But it's still jamming and you're still doing it. And so you just, I've always kind of just kept to my own thing. I always thought yeah. even way, way back when I was, when I was young, <laughs> I would say, I'm not going to worry about other comics, you know, what they're doing because I have to do my act anyhow. So yeah. everything I did, and my act was something I thought of, and and I never even stopped once to think what the other guy was doing. I yeah. barely ever watched other comics because yeah. I was preparing to do mine. Yeah, and if I did see a comic that was funny, I would say, "God fuck, that was funny." And uh, I had many, many friends. We're t- thousands of friends that are comics that we we're like best of friends, and we all dig each other's act, and everyone's different styles, and that's what makes it funny. I mean, sitting in a room with with a lunch table with with all comics is. Uh, it's priceless. I mean, yeah. everyone's got their own little shtick and their mood and their thing, and everyone makes you laugh. And, yeah. But that's how you go through it. Yeah. You, know, you take all the love and you don't worry. You kind of you filter out the other. You got to filter out the hate. Yeah. Because I mean, there's always going to be that. You yeah. Know? No one, you know, if everyone loved Keratop, Top, it wouldn't be any fun. You got to right. have to have a little bit of. Yeah. But it's more, there's more love than there's hate. You know?
0: Yeah, I was going to say. I, if
1: I, I have a joke where a joke doesn't do well and I, it's kind of meant to be. Yeah. Just so I can do the, like, the, it's like a Carson ish kind of thing. Yeah. Just so when the joke bombs, I can do this kind of look and I, I do this thing. But everybody, everybody always says, ah, oh, the funniest part of the show is when a joke doesn't work and you do this thing. I said, yeah, because I only do it like twice. <laughs> yeah. But the whole show is that. It, it's not funny. Yeah, you know, the yeah. show has to be funny. And then you have that one moment or two where you've got to dig on yourself for a joke not jo- you know, like working. Yeah. But for the most part, they, they, the most should work.
0: Yeah. Hey, guys, we want to take a quick break to thank a sponsor of today's episode, Robin Hood. Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you can still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from other retirement accounts with a 3% match. That's right, no cap. On the 3% match, Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. This offer is good through April 30. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. Subscription fees apply. And now for some legal info. Claim as of Q1 2024 validated by Radius Global Market Research. Investing involves risk including loss. Limitations apply to IRAs and 401ks. 3% match requires Robinhood gold for one year from the date of first 3% match. Must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. The 3% matching on transfers is subject to specific terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to U.S. customers in good standing. Yeah, I was going to say, I think at a point it's it's probably, a, um, not. I wouldn't say easy, but it's, it's reasonable really? that if you're continuously getting a lot of love, you can it, like as a as a person you can convince yourself you know I can trust this yeah. and I don't have to listen right. to this other stuff and I mean if people keep showing up to see you how, you know, how right can the people be who are always trying to take right, a chunk right. out of you? Yeah. They almost need you there. Right. You know? Um, yeah, I just think it's, I mean, your your the length of your career is like, it's fucking awesome, man. It's just super impressive. The length of my penis, too. Yeah, apparently. yeah. Let's We're, not
1: forget. Don't go back to that again, but I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to.
0: I have it on loop, so it's hard for I me know. to get it out of my mind. You know? We all do. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, do. Yeah, dude. I- see. <laughs> It seems like you still love it, though.
1: My penis. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love. I love. Absolutely. I love this job more than anything in the world. And and I find it to be, because everyone says to me, like, dude, when are you going to retire? And when get when's when you like, you still have fun and, and I'm I don't know how. Yeah, I have more fun now than I. And I don't know the exact one that I maybe just one day you realize you you um. These kind of got into a rhythm and you kind of know what you're doing. So yeah. you feel a little better. Yeah. Cause I did tell George Carlin that one time I asked him as an idiot. I I didn't know what his, I just said, what's it like to be you where you got it all. Like you got it. Yeah. And he said, what are you talking about? I said, you know, you're like, you're George Carlin. You don't go up there and like eat shit. You're like, you, you, you kill it every night. Cause you're, you're, you're a polished pro. What's yeah. a, it must be nice to have that feeling when you go up there that you're just going to nail it again. And he said, "I ain't like shit. I don't know. I'm still learning every day. I don't. I even know what you're talking about." So, part of me, I think he meant. You know, he's just a perfectionist. But I think it probably is nice to have a. I mean, I do go up there now with a with a pretty good. I know I have my my flow and my outline of where I'm going to go and what's gonna. You kind of. I mean, you don't eat. You don't bomb anymore because you you can't. It's kind of bomb proof. Yeah. So you know how to do the show you yeah. know how to, from, you know, how to take every crowd and beginning to end. Yeah. You might have one that just, you know, last week we had one that the crowd wasn't so hot, but we made fun of the fact that it, the crowd wasn't so hot. Then when then the crowd was great, like yeah. you just had to work them around. You yeah. Know? You got to take a, a two to a 10. Yeah. Just don't take a 10 to a two. Yes. That's, you know, <laughs> that's what you don't want to do. Yeah. God, they were so good. And then I fucked it up. Yeah. Kind of
0: thing. Yeah. You know? Oh man, I I was gonna do it again. I'm like very familiar, with taking a two to a ten. But, don't take, uh, yeah, You can do it. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> all right. All right. That's uh yeah. So how many days a week do you perform now? Six. Six. No, six. Yeah. My manager has a car payment, so I have to work. Yeah, work, we got to make sure. Yeah, Ferraris, man. They don't. They don't pay themselves. Nice. <laughs> I'm not a Ferrari guy. No, no.
1: I'm a pickup truck guy. Really? I mean, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm a trucker hat, and I, this is this is me dressed up, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. You make your clothes though. I like to look homeless so people don't ask me for money. <laughs> like that guy's broke. It's you know? a good strategy. Yeah. They never ask me. That guy doesn't have a fucking time No yeah. ask
0: him. Yeah, no strangers and no family. They won't yeah. ever come after you.
1: Yeah. yeah. If you dress broke, no one will ask you for anything.
0: Yeah. But you make your clothes. Is that right?
1: I do. I yeah. mean yeah. almost everything I, I kind of if I don't make full of them I, I will add to or yeah, or, yeah. or do something. Like I'll add the, the the patch on the front or I'll add this or add something some paint and do something to yeah. it.
0: Yeah kind of make it mine yeah i, th- I think it's cool man mm. so you're doing six nights a week um and i'm sure this you know and i'm i'm partially digging into this because again i want everyone listening to this to kind of get the full scope of you um and you've been doing that how many years now roughly um at the luxor and in, in vegas and yeah. stuff about 30 some years okay okay so 30 some and is jeff dunham still performing out there or no
1: I think he comes in and out, in and out, okay. in and out and he does it. But Got it. Uh, he's not there full time. I don't yeah. believe. Um, I mean, there's so many shows that have, you know. That's another thing that's changed with Vegas. You know, when when I first started, in-
0: that's what I wanted to ask you: is how has like I guess because I would imagine in the crowds you would see a change or like yeah you know what I guess what was it like when you first started and what do they feel like now? It's 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 completely different. I'll tell you. I mean, they're still
1: awesome. They're still awesome audiences, but yeah. The times have changed and the things and the number of shows. And like, it sounds weird though. Like, when I started there, it was before MGM Grand was built. So there was like, there's no New York, New York, there was no Bellagio, there's no Wynn, there's wow. no Encore. Yeah. So there was, you know, Caesars, Bally's, like a, a few other ones, and that was it. So there, were, on any given night, there was probably a dozen shows, yeah. a dozen showrooms. And now there's a hundred showrooms, yeah. maybe. Yeah. So. All everything in that that aspect has changed too, just the growth and the and the number of uh, uh, shows that are there, and the kind of shows that are there. You know, when I was there too, when I first started, they were like Vegas, and like then that's where you go to, like you know, retire. Right. you know. And I said, no, that's Branson, bitch. It's not, <laughs> it's not Vegas. So Branson, yeah. Branson's where you... But, <laughs> yeah. Not off But forever. not Vegas, you No. Know. <laughs> yeah. So I said, Vegas is not that. What are you talking about? And they said, yeah, Vegas is like, you know, Wayne Newton. Or not. But I kept thinking, I know, but I still thought it was a cool aspect to it. And then all of a sudden, I mean, within the last 10 years, it was like Elton John... Well, Celine was probably the first one that made a big Celine Dion came. And uh, that was huge. Yeah. I mean, we, and we had a joke: when she's working, she's Celine Dion, and she's not, she's Celine D off. Yeah. <laughs> but um, she had she had uh, this big thing, and then they got Elton John, and they got Rod Stewart, and they got the Rolling Stones, and then the Eagles, and and Kiss, and then all of a sudden, everyone wants to play Vegas. Yeah. And so you know, you go there. I'll be back there today. You go, be flying, and then you got everyone from Usher to. You know, Katie Perry to, I mean, everyone. Yeah. So literally. it went from, you know, no one wanted to play Vegas to being kind of a, eh, to a, no, I need, I need to play Vegas. Wow. Did you, did you have feelings I about stayed. that? Like, cause you were one of the I first stayed ones. For, I stayed through thick and thin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I always had a feeling like from the beginning, I thought it was a great gig. I mean, you're in Vegas and you're not just the aspect of, uh, idea of not traveling, um, was also nice as well. Yeah. You know, you'd stay in your, instead of getting on a bus in a hotel, you you stay in your own room. Yeah do a show and you go home yeah that's very rare in the show business to <laughs> yeah. do that
0: so oh you know how many bus tours do you think you've done in your career oh my god uh, we
1: th- thousands i mean that's all I, I did i turned down the vegas gig uh in the beginning because I, I was a bus guy yeah and they kept asking me if i'd do the residency and i said no and the guy finally came back and said you know let's rethink this Are you sure i said no i don't want to and then my guy says, I think we should do it. And I'm like, well, I'll give it like a year. I'll give it a year and then I'll try it. Yeah. And I hated it. Yeah. I despised it. And I'm like, I'm definitely not signing up again. So it was years over. And then all of a sudden I found a little click and it was like kind of getting good. And then I said, yeah, let's sign again. And now it's like, of course, not. we just signed again for six years. So now wow. it's you know, now it's a, now it's a please let me sign again kind yeah, of thing. You know, I don't course, wanna, I yeah. don't want to go
0: back on the road. Yeah, well, yeah, um, I definitely cannot hold a candle to the amount of bus tours you have done. I think. But they were fun. And but you know, it's also you're
1: putting your life in danger too every night when you do that. You know, you don't even think about it. You know, you're on a tour bus in the middle of a. The mountain yeah. and the snow and you're yeah. letting some guy you barely know drive you around <laughs> yeah. you know
0: we yeah, had that,
1: we did we had bus drivers one night that I'd, I, i'm you know the rest of the guys are all asleep because i'm the only one that you know i just did a show so, so we just sit, in the, front lounge I'd sit in the front lounge with the front wow. dri- with the driver wow every, every, that you know, is every crazy night, <laughs> every night and we'd jam sober like, yeah well i might mean, have my little crown on the rocks yeah that. yeah um but not not yeah i never really got too crazy i was i was you know i was kind of i mean i drank but that's about the, the yeah no yeah unless someone put something in my drink then, yeah um i just to uh, have my drink and i sit there we listen to like country music and just whatever and drive down the road yeah and uh no, I, i'm I, talking to the driver and he says you know because he drove everybody, right? So he said, you know, when I used to drive Johnny Cash, and I said, oh, my God, how would he go from, like, Johnny Cash to fucking <laughs> rock bottom and drive driving Carrot Top? I mean, he drove fucking Johnny Cash. <laughs> I'm sorry about this. I'm sorry about your career ending. And he said, no, this is great. Dude, you're the best. You're, like, so much fun. He says, when I was driving Johnny, we'd do rails off the fucking steering wheel. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm literally, like, listening to him as he's saying this, we're driving, I'm like... How many years ago was that? He's like, oh, God, years ago. I said, but, but you don't anymore. Like, yeah. you know, and he's like, no, no, no. I'm like, you don't do lines anymore off the fucking bus. Like, yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. So I, I could. So I'm like, let's just pull over and think this over for a minute. You know, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure that you're not. Maybe we should drug test this guy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, everyone. We want to take a quick break to thank the sponsor of today's episode, Better Help. Around New Year's, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves and instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. Maybe- you finally organize one part of your space and you want to tackle another or Maybe you're taking your supplements every morning, and now you want to actually eat breakfast as well. Therapy helps you find your strengths, and you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. Therapy can be a great way to gain a larger understanding of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. You can learn positive coping skills, set boundaries, and it can empower you to be a better version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you have made. Visit betterhelp.com slash TMG today to get 10% off your first month. That is betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TMG. Yeah, bus drivers, they're, a, they're an interesting yeah. breed. Yeah, they can... Know. And every one of them that I had, they're they know they
1: could they can that movie with Austin Powers when he does the uh the thing with the little cart, he yes. turns it around in that hallway. Yeah. My bus driver, any of my bus drivers, could can do that in yes. a tour bus because one time we were locked in, he said, Hold on a second, and he, he did that that thing that he did in Austin yeah. Powers <laughs> in a bus, and i we all were like, just like yeah <laughs> what
0: how and then did he, you do that I he got, does a line got, off yeah, the steering I wheel the, i got the shit we, yeah. got, we got it yeah, he does the line off the steering wheel <laughs> yeah, and he's yeah. like that's how i get yeah, that yeah, done that's how I, I don't look that way <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> all right now give me a
1: second i'll get this out of here
0: yeah they always have really crazy stories like that like yeah, yeah my last driver he was like i guess he drove pantera around for uh, almost their entire career wow. yeah um so yeah, so then you you take the resident. There
1: is a they're good, they're, they're, a, they're a band. Oh yeah. I mean they're like party band. Yes.
0: Yeah. Vinny Paul. Oh yeah. That's that he he didn't get too into the details, but yeah, he definitely alluded to that. Yeah, Vinny came to my show a lot of times. He was a big fan. I was gonna say when now that every, like so you're in Vegas, you sign up. Now suddenly everyone wants to be there. I have to imagine you've met some very like. Impressive. People. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's and you know it's fun. It's even fun for me. Like I, people say, you know, been in show business, whatever you call it. I think I'm in show business. You're I, definitely in show. business. I would say I'm. I'm in some. I'm close to it. If I'm not in
0: it, you're definitely in it. <laughs> um,
1: you get to meet people. That's probably the coolest thing. You yeah. know, you're backstage and you're talking to Sting and you're, you know, yeah. You're you're having a just the Queen. Yeah. You know that was probably the one of the pinch me
0: moments. Would they? Would would you ever? Like, do, do you have any rules, like, if someone like that is in the crowd, do you want to know, or do you just let it... That's know, funny like that? you ask. I used to I
1: used to not want to know. Okay. And and then I now, now I want to know because I, I don't get as nervous and, and worked up about it as I used to. Right. So I would say, I like, we had, you know, when, when Sting came, and Shai Twain was in the thing. I said, they, they told me, you know, I said, thank you, because I wanted... I, one, I wanted to kind of know, so I, because I might have a bit. Yeah. So usually... If someone comes, they're in the show yeah. regardless, and, and until they know it, and they usually are happy with it. But Shania Twain was in, like, I, and I did this bit before she—I'd ever met her. And there's a, it's a—it's all these songs she sings, and they, I said every song's like a cheerleader, and you play. There's like five or six songs. You play it, dun, 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 dun. Let's go, girls! And then the next song is, and it's all all right. Let's go. So it's so funny in the show. So I said uh, I'm just gonna. My my crew's like. You know what are you gonna do with the Shania thing? Cause she's there. I'm like fucking doing it. What yeah. do you mean? What are you gonna do? Yeah. That's why we do this. Yeah. So she's sitting right there, and I do it all. She's just and the first line out is a Shania 25. I'd hit that again, and so I get this like kind of weird laugh in the crowd, and then and then her husband's kind of like after the show that she comes back, and she's like, uh, "You'd hit that again." <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, <laughs> I'd hit it again." I said, "Yeah," and Fred's like, "You can hit it again." I said, "Yeah." So. She, we became that big friends because I, you know, because I made fun of her at the show, and she, she just, you know, I didn't call her out either. I didn't tell her anybody she was there. I yeah, just yeah. did the bit, not told her because. Uh, um, and she, could you could have said it? I said no, I going to let you enjoy your night. Yeah. But then there comes we had Tony Orlando that, uh, last night. Wow! And uh, he does the tie yellow ribbon round the old oak yeah, yeah. So you know the whole when i go into the audience to do a little crowd work i i go through and i'm like what the fuck tony orlando's here and I, you know play the song and we have a little piece of yellow ribbon and i fuck with the you know yeah I, I fuck with the with the crowd and so it becomes part of the whole show so you embrace it now queen was probably the coolest though because queen came back there and they were just like you know fuck it's queen right there yeah it was a little nerve. i was not gonna lie i was a little nervous and and I have some Queen in my shows, a lot of Queen songs, there's even a clip of when Freddie says, fuck you, to the crowd. I do this whole show and then afterwards you know, they, they come back and I'm like, oh my God, Queen's in my dressing room and um, the drummer Roger says, uh, Scott, that was just, God damn, that was funny, right? I said, oh, thanks. He says, no, that was, how do you fucking do that? It's just crazy. <laughs> And Brian may stand there and he's like, they're both, they both just are like in awe. Right. And yeah. it was very sweet of them They were just like, they wouldn't stop talking. And Brian is really, he knew like every little, he said, and that thing, the part that you did with the, with the thing wow. and the video came in, how did wow. that, how did you do that? And I'm like, wow. And they go to leave and he says, um, I hate to do this to you, but is it okay if I come back tomorrow? Wow. And I said to my show, I said, what? You don't have to come back to my show tomorrow. He goes, no, I want to bring, my son is flying in tonight, and I, if, if that's okay, I want to bring him back. I want to bring him tomorrow. And I thought, uh, absolutely, yeah. but I mean, you know, are you sure you want to do that? Yeah. And he said to, to to my assistant on the way out, he says... Um, we'll get y'all hooked up, and I overheard him say, "I just got, I got to come back and make sure this wasn't for, for like, this was for real." Wow! He didn't believe it. The show was so good and so tight. He's like, <laughs> "Let me see this again." Wow! And then he co- then he told me the next day. He says, "Yeah, I actually wanted to see it because I could I didn't believe it." Wow! And I was like, "Really?" Because yeah, I mean, it was too good. So I'm like, "Okay." And then he came back and said, "It's fucking bloody amazing." Yeah. But he, uh, you know, can like, you know one little, you know, I added one little one like Trump thing, one thing like, and just he knew exactly. Like, though the Trump thing was new. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, just to how do you do that? A yeah.
1: <laughs> here's how. Here's how. Here always tell people. Here's how, how to do to do to Trump. Yeah. You just gotta lean up like that, right? Okay. Just be mad, okay. right? Just mad and just and both things. Just scowl. now you hate me, right? Yeah. And then just just, just, uh, just say anything is like, uh, they don't have carpet. No one had carpeting. I made carpeting. Like, you didn't make carpet. There was never carpet. There was never chairs before I was president. I was the only president with tables. No one had tables. If you remember, they did. There was no tables. There was no glasses. And you're like, no, there, there was fun. No, no one sat. No one sat. <laughs> I did it all. You're not the first one. Yeah, I'm the first one. I, I, I am the greatest ever you've you seen caretops Top's dick, it's better than that.
0: Did he always talk like this? Because I feel... I know, it seems like he more,
1: it became more of a caricature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like I feel It like kind of started with caricature yeah, more, like yeah. he never started out that way. Yeah. I think you're right. He just started rolling, leaving mm-hmm. his leaving the sentences longer, like, there's sort of things, you know. I think, yeah. I he, didn't. He, he, he honed in on his performance. He yeah. he saw what people were yeah, into. Yeah, and he, he kind of made a caricature of himself, you Yeah, know, probably. I think probably we all, I, th- I don't go back and look at my clips and me doing, I probably... I've evolved, well, hopefully evolved, and I've gone yeah, backwards, yeah. but changed. I mean, God, it's you know, it's like listening to fingernails on a chalkboard listening to myself and no. i like, everybody in, you know,
0: <laughs> an Arsino Hall show. I'm
1: like, I, I, here's a cup with a thing on
0: it, you know. I think it's, you know, I think the coolest thing that I guess that I hear just in this 40 minutes we've talked so far is it doesn't seem like at any level of career, like, Anyone ever feels like I'm? Oh yeah, I'm. I'm set. As in, sort of like you always still have that part of your brain that's like, is this good? You know, do people like this? Oh, I think that's probably the kiss of death for every every yeah. every artist. I think. Yeah.
1: Um, because you never, you know, what the next, you know, you can't live off the neck. The, the last thing you did is the. It's like the shows. It's like, you know, this. The other night we had a, we called it a road show. So the, what, what that means is, you know, road shows are usually. Really rowdy and loud and fun, and you just you're like a rock star. Yeah, and Vegas shows can be, but you could also be, you know, it could just be a show. there's a lot of tourists, right? But there's been some amazing shows. There's been amazing Um, shows with (laughs) that we've had. But the other night we had a whole, I don't know, two or three in a row that were just we come on. I said, "Fucking!" I even said it for the show. I said, "We need a road show." Yeah. Then we came off and first thing everybody says was dude roadshow. And I said, I, and you can't predict how and why it just happens. It just, the crowd was just Electric, great. Yeah. Electric. And that, which makes you dance more. It's weird. Like there's a dance that you get up there with when they're good and you're good. It's yeah. just, it's like, it's golden yeah every comic knows that and in, in any profession actually you're selling cars and you get on a roll and you're selling cars and sudden, yeah God dang I'm, I'm selling 10 cars today because I just had a rhythm yeah so it was really just in in comedy but but it, but when you get those moments and uh, then you start that's when you start thinking oh, damn I'm, I'm really I I think I finally
0: got this I'm really good I feel like that dance is what escapes people when they watch stand up and I feel that Cause I was, you know, I'll, I'll talk to people and, or I'll see people say online, like, I don't like stand up or I don't get it. Or I think stand up's kind of this. And I think people, especially young people now, they kind of see stand up in a weird way where it's just like, you know, little clips of crowd work and they yeah. go, Oh, why do people like this? And I feel yeah, like people,
1: they don't know. And people tell me that by the way, all the time. And I'm a comic. Yeah. They say, I hate stand stand-up comics. Yeah. I always find that funny. But then, and I'm like, oh, oh, geez, I'm. So, uh, you don't like? St- I do. I hate what you do. I'm like, oh, okay. like, what, me personally, or just yeah. no, just comedy in general. It's just, eh. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, definitely don't come to my show. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But it's, yeah, people all the time. I don't like uh, or they, or you know, they would be just brilliant. honest. I mean, no one comes up to you and says they don't like me, but what, they, what they'll say is, I never liked you, but now I love you, like kind of thing. <laughs> Seriously, they they do. I get not as many times now as I used to, but I a lot. I get a lot of people that just they just didn't know. They just doubted it. they just you say Caretop, you see me, the image, the name loan. they go, "No." Yeah. And then they come to the show or they meet me and they're like, "Oh my god, this is really this was like nothing no, nothing that I thought it would be." And I'm like, "What what did you think it would be?" They go, "Nothing like this." Yeah. Cuz the, the show is way different than what anything probably that you have in, Of course. It it's my the show in Vegas is probably seventy percent stand up. Yeah, and most people think that it's a hundred percent all props, props. Yeah, so it started out in the beginning, it was all props and yeah. a little bit of stand up. But now it's I tell stories for a half hour where I don't pick up one thing. Let yeah, me, the whole story about my father working at NASA, it goes on for about thirty minutes. And, yeah, The um, evolution of comedy about George Carlin and, and Gallagher and all these people. It's a actual story that and people. Even last as a year as last night, and they came back to the stage said, "I love all the the storytelling." Yeah, and it just kind of evolved into that because I've been doing this for so long that yeah, I finally got I got comfortable finally just telling a story. Yeah, I was always so nervous just to tell a story because you wanted to have a laugh every second. Of course. So now it's fun to do like an an eight minute story. And then get a big laugh, yeah, But you yeah. got to wait eight minutes for it. Yeah. So you're like, fucking better get, I better, yeah. I better not mess this <laughs> yeah. up because they're waiting for this big eight yeah. minute thing. The big payoff. Yeah.
0: Hey, guys, we want to take a quick break to thank a sponsor of today's episode, DoorDash. Who says Valentine's Day is just for couples? That's right. It's your love, your way. Order a little something for your bestie or the most exciting thing to do, ordering flowers for yourself with DoorDash. Get something for everyone you love this Valentine's Day and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more at convenience, grocery, flower, or select retail stores with the code TMG Valentine. Terms do apply. Skip the line and get flowers, gifts, and more delivered faster than Cupid's Arrow. Shop local florists and gift shops to show your Valentine just how special they are. You could buy fresh bouquets, specialty chocolates, and unforgettable dining experiences. All the DashPass savings and perks you love are here for Valentine's Day with a $0 delivery fee and reduced service fees on all eligible orders from DashPass merchants that meet minimum subtotal requirements. Terms apply there as well. Whoever you're looking to spoil, get all their Valentine's Day gifts delivered with DoorDash. Order now and enjoy big savings this Valentine's Day with DoorDash. Use code TMGVALENTINE to get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more at convenience grocery, flower, or select retail stores on DoorDash. That's code TMGVALENTINE. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more at convenience grocery or select retail stores on DoorDash terms apply in the beginning when people kind of hit you with this, like, ah, I thought you were this, but it, it was amazing. Did you appreciate that honesty or would it, would it mess with you a little bit? Well, it always messed with me. Yeah. Um, I told Albert
1: Brooks one time and, and, uh, he's a genius. He was on the tonight show and, uh, He came out and he said he did something with some like something on the desk. It was like a little trick or did something, and Carson laughed. And he says, "Thank God that's not your whole act," Um, because something happened to the card. Right. right. And Albert Brooks says to Johnny Carson, "He says, God, imagine, imagine booking Caratop, and um, American Airlines loses his luggage. He doesn't. He doesn't have shit. (laughs) Right. So I'm watching this on." And I remember exactly where I was. I was on a tour. We just finished doing this big, like, arena gig at a college, and it just killed. And we were watching it on TV on the bus, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And I was so mad. And I was so mad because of what he said was true. Yeah. So I'm like, if the Rolling Stones' luggage was lost, they wouldn't have a fucking act. Yeah, of course. So. It made no sense that he's ripping on me. And yeah. course, even Carrot Top lost his luggage. He was fucked. Well, so if the Rolling Stones or Nirvana or anyone else or anybody, if the airlines loses your shit, you're probably fucked too. But yeah. he just singled me out. So like that, that was bullshit. So then I get to meet him at Gary Shandling's funeral and all places. There he is. And yeah. I said, I walked up to him. I said, I got a beef with you. And you know, Al Brooks is like, oh my God, I got to get a video of this. Carrot Top has a beef with me. <laughs> I can't wait to hear. And I said, no, it's just you, you, you. And so I tell him the story. And he goes, oh, my God, I am the I am the worst person in the planet. I did do that. I did say that. And you are correct. And I said, I know I'm correct. That's what I'm telling you. Like, everyone could have. You know, if you lost your luggage, you wouldn't have anything. And he says, I'm sorry. Can, I, can we hug it out? And he hit me hugging. He says, I'm sorry. And then, you know, we were best friends. Yeah. But he says, how, how well did you know Gary? I said, you know, well enough that I got invited to. He says, <laughs> yeah. he says, uh he didn't like people very much, and I said, "No, he didn't." He says, "Is it kind of shocking that there's so many people are here?" And he would hate this. Yeah. No, I said, no. "He's funny again," but uh, <laughs> but uh, I just had to set that straight with him. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah
0: you, you know, I of course you know why do pick on me?" You 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 took the words out of my mouth because I was going to ask if you ever had a like an awkward run-in hashing it out with someone. Oh, I have had a couple. Yeah, but you know
1: that <laughs> one was yeah that one it was just t- there's been a comment or two that um. People said that don't know the truth of it. That, yeah. that, uh Like w- when uh, our buddy, a very, very funny comedian, uh, passed away. Uh, <sighs> does the clip of me and chairman of the board. He was on Conan. Mm-hmm. Norm Macdonald, thank yeah. you. Yeah, and Norman and I were great friends. No, yeah. no, when I say great friends, I said we were friends. We weren't. I when he died, I said <clears throat> we weren't best of friends, but we were great friends. Like if I ever see him or saw him, yeah. we always say Garin Yeah, and he'd say hi. But we didn't hang out. Yeah, we did have coffee once in a while, actually. But. Um, he said he would, he said on Conan O'Brien one night yeah. and it's such a famous clip cause he's, he sets him up for it and he's, he's picking on the poor Courtney Thorne Smith who's on the sh- the movie. Yeah. And it was a good movie. Chairman yeah. of the board. Um, He's like, God, and he's going on and on about, it. so you, see so you, you quit, you quit friends or what is it? Called? Melrose yeah, place. Yeah. You quit Melrose place to go into movies with Carrot Top. She goes, no, I didn't quit. I, it was one movie. And Scott, is, he's the nicest guy in the world, And is, he is actually a great actor. And he's like, no, but get, go back to this. So why would you go, you're you, why would you go do a movie with Carrot Top? And you have, you had and she's, she kept trying to defend me. She's like, it was great fun. It was a great movie. And uh, he's a sweet guy. Um, and then he's just like, I, I I just don't get it. And he wouldn't let it go. And then Norm McDonald's he says, well, what was the name of the movie again? And she says, chairman of the board. And he goes, oh, board, like B-O-R-E-D? Yeah. And Conan is you know, losing his mind, laughing. And again, I'm thinking, bitch, we did that on the set. Yeah. That's like, when we were making the movie, we called it chairman of the board. Yeah, yeah. But he thought that was the most, so everywhere I go, people say, oh, my God, were you and Norm enemies because he really ripped on you. I'm like, no. Yeah. Were one, we're comics and yeah. two, it was a fucking joke. Yeah. It was and it was funny. Yeah. We thought it was funny enough that we wrote it too. Yeah. So I've only had a couple of riffs with uh, and it's it's usually things that like like that one people heard of heard not the source. Yeah. I had another comic one time that I opened for them at a uh, a college and they wanted me to do twenty minutes. Uh it's at the time my career where I, I, I had about eight minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, uh, and I'm not kidding you. I said, I got, I got about eight and they got eight minutes. I said about seven's good, but I can stretch it to eight, but you know, don't, it's not going to be honest with you. And they said, okay, they were fine with it because they didn't need to have that much time. Right. I said, do, even if you just do five, I said five, I can do, I can nail five. So I, uh, I get up there and I'm, I'm, I do two, two, two proper, maybe three do my crime watch thing. I opened with the crime watch that I was killed. And then I go grab this car. It was like a, a car that was in the shape of a ramp. Mm-hmm. So if you had a head on collision, you'd jump it, right? right. <laughs> and, 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 I, and everyone kills, and I put it, I mean, yeah, this is 30, 30 years ago. I put it down. And then I, my, I look over, and the guy's going, like, "You know, wrap it up." And I'm thinking, I'm like, like, wrap it up. I close because I only had done less than a minute. Yeah. And he's like, "No, no, like wrap. So I, I fuck. So I, I go to my closer. Which was this paper cups and string phone? Yeah, and it was uh, had you know hello what's going on you you know the cups and string phone. I said I made it I made a new one for today's kids that had a call waiting in it. So I said hold on I have another call hello and another, <laughs> another cup would come out. <laughs> And then I'd have three cups and conference yeah. calling and yeah. I had a clear cup for caller ID. I yeah, know right. it's you. I can see you. Pick yeah. up. So that was my big closer and it killed. I mean, it killed. Yeah. And so that's when George Carlin comes to me and says, that's funny shit right there. <laughs> so I do, I do, I do that. And then the comedian comes out and he, he whispers, leave your shit. Cause I was going to move it. Cause I didn't want him to stand. You know, he's leave your shit. So I'm, all right, so I go into the arena, and I watch the whole, the whole set, and he wasn't doing well, and he was just, he was in a bad mood, and he kept, he kept kinda looking down at, at my props, and kinda, kinda wanting to move them and scoot him, and fuck with him, he was kinda just doing with his foot, like, fuck, and finally he picks up this car that had the ramp on it, and he holds it up, like, it's, no one's laughing, he just holds it up and looks at the audience like, uh, yeah, this? I came all the way down, like, for this, and I, he, 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 one, makes fun of it, which, is we where could killed. Yeah. And then he, 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 like, threw it down. He didn't, like, lay it down. He kind of threw it down, and the crowd was like, ooh, because they really loved me. I was yeah. young. I was probably 19, Yeah. and I had just done three jokes, and, uh, and then he went to the paper, cups, and string, and that was really killer, and he kind of went, uh, I don't get it, babe, or ever, and then the next thing I know, they start to boo him, like, like don't, don't. Holy and he was shit. like, yeah, because he was kicking my props in the crowd. was like, They're like, boo. Shit. And he's like, no, 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 no. The topper, he gonna be the topper's fine, the topper. So I I come off, and I'm like, well, I was the pro, so I came off to say hi, and he wouldn't say hi, and he left. And about 10 years go by of him ripping on me in every show, every show, and finally, I, I'm here in LA, and, and, and I was staying at this hotel, and the elevator doors opened and off I'm walking is, is this guy. No. And I said, oh my God, hey. Oh my and he was God. like, hey, Topper. And I said, no, we have to have a talk. Oh, and he's like, we do, we, we do? Oh, this will be good. I said, no, really, if you have just five minutes of your time, I need to talk to you. And he's like, you got about five. Okay, Topper, what is it? I said, i to set the record straight. What happened? He says, I'll tell you before you tell me. We were at University of Georgia. I said, nope, we were at Wake Forest. So you're already wrong. It's Wake Forest University. He's all right. Now what happened? You went up and did 30. I said, "There you go." I did not. I did three props because I didn't even have 30 minutes. I did three props. I was supposed to do 20, 18 or something like that, but I did three. And he says, "Nope, you went long and you you and the guy that booked, he was so mad." I said, "No, that's not what happened." I wasn't capable of going long. Yeah. And I wouldn't do that to you. I'm scared to death to have the gig. I wouldn't have gone over my time. I was, I was scared even I could get to the time. Right. And, uh, and then you started kicking everything. He says, I didn't, he remembered, I didn't kick it, babe. I I said, whatever you did, you made it bad for everybody. And you turn, and then, so you owe me an apology. And he said, I think he said, let me think on it, babe. Okay. And I sort of got it. And then I left and I was like, really? Okay. And it was was David Spade one day and David Spade knows this person real well. And he comes walking on the corner and he says, Hey, I said, how how do you you know David? I said, well, David and I are friends. I said, David and I, you and I should be friends too. And I I said, David, he's not my friend because he thinks that I went too too long. at at He got the college wrong and the amount of time wrong that I did. And he thinks like that. And you know, for, Davis is like, Carrot Top doesn't have five minutes. How could you think he would have?
0: And he didn't even know me. He just said, Carrot Top doesn't have five minutes. And I said, right.
1: Not even now do I have five minutes. So finally it was, it was like a truce, I think. He said, all right, truce. And then I ended up going to a basketball game, a, uh, NBA basketball all-star game in mm-hmm. Vegas. And they put me in these seats and, and um, I, w- I had the, like the best seats in the, in the arena. I mean, literally, ESPN people were behind me. I kept, oh God, there's like, there's like, it's like, ESPN guys. I yeah, They're yeah. like, oh, sorry, I got. It. And then, who comes and sits right behind me, my friend, and I said, I said this sucks, huh? <laughs> and he said, uh, he said it's okay, babe. I said, you know, I, I I gotta be, I gotta, I gotta know. Is is it that I'm sitting in front of you make you more angry, or the, or, or my hair you can't see be around it? And uh, he said, no. It's that my son is your biggest fan. Would you mind taking a picture with him? And I said, your son is? And he goes, yeah. And I said, oh, my God. Now, that got to be the worst part, right? He says, just take the picture. I said, <laughs> it's got to make your blood boil that your son loves me. He says, my son loves Carrot Home. So I said, okay. And I took my arm around him. I said, you know, your dad hated me for years. <laughs> And he think the son is you know funny. He says, "Guess my dad hates everybody. Dad hates me too. Don't you know get over it." But we finally made up. Wow. Yeah. But it was one of those things, misunderstandings. You know,
0: carrot. I agree. Psych. He is not here. Uh, This is the end of the main episode. If you want the full bonus, full extended episode, you can get that now at tmgstudios.tv. Yeah. No ads. What else can I tell you? And you'll get 90 minutes of me and me and Big CT, Big Carrot Top. Big thank you to Carrot Top. Big up Carrot Top. Big up TMG Studios uh, Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. In it. This week on the extended cut, some of the stories I've never told. Oh, that's, so that's awesome! Great, that's, that's awesome. I mean ever. Uh,
1: and it's fucking creepy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and he comes running over. He's just his hair's flopping. He says, "You just got me fucking fired." It's just a carrot. Is it? It's a single carrot. It's just a carrot.
0: To watch this extended cut and more, sign up at tmgstudios.tv. <laughs>